Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Hello and welcome to Off the Bench here on XLR Lander University Radio. My name is Jameson So alongside with Hayden Joyner. And we're going to bring you the latest news of sports all across the country from college basketball, football, NFL, NBA, uh, you name it. We're going to talk about it and we're going to enjoy it. Uh, so always remember to like us and follow us and all of that on our social media at Off the Bench XLR. Uh, we're always going to be on there, keep giving you updates from the show, uh, sports updates, and uh, just some important information about the show. So uh, just always just follow us, give us a like or two here and there, comment us if you want to talk about something specific on the show or uh, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we're We're always going to be on there. We have a lot of sports to cover today. We've got college basketball. We have college football. Rankings dropped last night about 9.30. And we've got some crazy upsets happening in the NFL. A lot of headlines to cover today in a short amount of time. We're going to be getting off of here at 4.50, so stay tuned. Because we will have a lot to cover and for you to hear. Starting off the Champions Classic last night, Duke routed Kansas in a close one. I think it was 88 to 86. Um, um, Duke played phenomenal. Trey Jones coming back. He did not enter into the draft. And. Trey Jones played phenomenal. Kansas hit a th- late. It would have been a five-point game. It would have been 88-83. to 83. Kansas hit a late three and and made it a lot closer than it looked. Yeah, first half of that game was ugly. There was, I think, like eight. I think uh, Duke, Duke and – I think they had combined like 20-something turnovers just the first half alone. So, I mean – Definitely an ugly game to start off with, but I mean, this Champions Classic, I watched both games yesterday, and this was the first time first time ever that all four teams in the Champions Classic were ranked one through four. Uh, I think it's the first time in college basketball history that the top four teams all play each other on the same day, or if, if I think it might have been the second time, but this was the first time in like the same arena, and great to see, you know, the top four teams, you had the one versus the two teams, and three versus four, four, four are probably with the... Some of the best coaches in the in college basketball. They, that's K- for sure. Kansas and Bill Self, Coach K with Duke, uh, Tom Izzo with Michigan State, and uh, uh, Coach Kyle Perry at Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, and I was certainly happy to see my Kentucky Wildcats uh, beat Michigan State, the number one team in the country. We're the number two team, but we won't be for long. We will definitely be the number one team in the country by this time next week. So that is certainly exciting to see with uh, with my Wildcats winning on coming on t- coming on top in this. And something we saw last night in Champions Classic, the one versus the two, 
Well, going to a different sport where where we're not going to see a one versus two, we're going to see a two versus a three. Mm -hmm. In college football, Alabama is going to take on LSU this coming Saturday, a 3.30 game on CBS. A lot of people say it should have been a primetime game. Um, that's for question. That's for CBS to answer that question. People will watch it regardless if it's a primetime game or not. People, it, people are going to show up for this. It game. is going to be a great game, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the segment. First of all, we're going to talk about the college football rankings for Week Ten. I'm interested to hear has what you voted, say about these. Um, and their top five, top six. Has been released. Top twenty-five really Top has been 20, released, yeah, really. but the biggest talk and the biggest speculations has been centered around the top six. Who is going to take number five? Who's going to take number four? Who's going to take number one? Everybody has been asking. Everybody's been questioning, and it came out tonight. At number six, we have the one-loss Georgia Bulldogs. That loss to South Carolina. Very, very bad loss. They should not have lost that game at all. And they still got a shot at the SEC championship. Number five was probably... Four and five has been probably the most talked about rankings probably in history. Uh, probably not in history, but definitely this year. So certainly, number this year. five, the Clemson Tigers fell to number five. A undefeated Clemson Tigers team. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a football game, and they fell to number five. Number four, as you can guess, since Clemson's at number five, number four is Penn State. Penn State is a undefeated team right now and they're playing really good football they've played two ranked teams and they're playing very very good they do have ohio state coming up and at number three uh, undefeated alabama crimson tide alabama is undefeated they have um they've not played their very best but they do have a pretty weak schedule so that's going to force them, in the committee's eyes, to drop, and because they haven't seen how tr how good they've been. And Tua is obviously hurt, but we'll talk about him a little later on too. And at number two, this has also been a really big question: Who's going to take one and two? We obviously know who's the two remaining: Ohio State Buckeyes and LSU Tigers. LSU takes number two. Uh, undefeated uh, LSU team. They've played three top ten, top top twenty-five teams or ranked teams, and still undefeated. And they've been probably the most impressive this season. I don't think a lot of people expected LSU to be this dominant as they have been. And then you've got number one, Ohio State. Ohio State has played really good teams. They have played very good football. Uh, Justin Fields has played very, very good. And the defensive lineman, uh, Chase Young, has been a spectacular uh, defensive uh, player for Ohio State. 
So, Hayden, let's dive in. Mm-hmm. Let's start at number five. All right. Because that's probably the biggest talk right now. One and two is a lot questionable, but I think five is number one, and then one and two is going to fall number two, uh, and probably how they've been ta- discussed over the past, uh, what you say, mm, past 20 of, hours? 20 hours, yeah. Since a lot of people has been yeah. discussing. But I can tell you one thing. There is nobody happier in probably America, and you already know who I'm going to say, Dabo Sweeney. This man is probably so happy right now, and he doesn't even care about the rankings, but he loves proving people wrong. He loves the underdog. He loves it. He loves Roy, and I don't know if some of you don't know who Roy is. That's rest of y'all. You've got Alabama and then rest of y'all. And so that man is so pumped right now. And I can promise you, I don't think there's going to be a better team to play football this coming Saturday than the Clemson Tigers. Oh, for sure, yeah. They always respond very well. And they're going to play hard-nosed football. I don't think... I think this is going to be the best performance we've seen by Clemson all year long this coming Saturday. I, I really believe that. And Dabo Sweeney loves to prove people wrong. He loves for people to doubt on them. They've not lost the game. No, it's what, 24 They've, straight? Tw- is it 24 or 25? One of the two. Uh, it's 20, I think it's 24. 24 games in a row. They're the defending national champions. I mean, what else? They've had one game that they've had close. It was a close game. They won by one point. Mm-hmm. One game decides decides who's going to be number five. I, I get that. But they play the exact same. They play the exact same teams every single year. Yeah. They play two SEC games, one non-conference game. That's like Wofford or somebody like that. And then they play their ACC games like they always are. Boston College, Syracuse, um, NC State. Yeah, Yeah. North Carolina's not in their Uh, actual division. But um, they play Wake Forest. Wake Wake Forest is 19. And so that's a ranked team. They've already played Texas A&M. Texas A&M was ranked whenever they played. Wake Forest is ranked right now. They've played very good football. They've had one loss. Since 7-1, yeah. But this that Wake Forest team is a very, very good team. And so I just don't understand. You know, I, Rob Mullins, I uh, watched the uh, selection show last night. Rob Mullins was interviewed by Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit. And he said, Clemson's, Clemson's guaranteed, a, pretty much, if they went out, they're yeah, guaranteed a spot yeah, yeah. in the playoffs. They completely control their destiny. And yes. Um, and so because... Ohio State and Penn State have to play. Ohio State might probably will win that game. It's going to be a very good game because Penn State is playing very good football. I think that could be a shocking game where Penn State does beat Ohio State, and I think Ohio State would definitely drop. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, and then you yeah, get, they got the Alabama, Alabama LSU, LSU game. Two of those teams are yes. going to be out of the top four by the end of those 
think well, it's the 23rd yeah. when that one game is played. So it's like the 23rd of November. By then, two of the teams are going to be knocked out. And you, know, you could see teams like Georgia or Oregon, if they went out, uh, possibly pushing for the for the playoff spot. And you could have them come the, the final selection, having them in the debate. Well, well I, know, I know Georgia is not going to top Clemson because they've been a one-loss team. But if Clemson loses, they're pretty much out. Yeah, if Clemson and, loses one game, they're out. There's yeah, no yeah, for sure. Um, and so, it's just, it's just so funny. They, the disrespect level for the ACC is so high. You know, there's some something. The ACC has more bowl appearances. And uh, let's see. Hang on, I can't. I cannot remember what it was. I think it's the last thirty. No. Three years, if it will. The last three years. Mm-hmm. The last three years. ACC has more bowl games than any conference in college football. Like appearances, if you will. Yeah. And so that says a lot about the ACC. I think like like one of the main concerns is like no. how many of those are like the New Year's Six yeah. bowls. You know, they're they're all like the the secondary bowls. They they mm-hmm. don't they're not the ones making the big bowls like the like the Big Ten, Big Twelve, SEC, Pac twelve, yeah. Pac twelve teams. And the thing is, nobody else can beat Alabama but one team, Clemson. Last year they beat them forty four to sixteen. Nobody else has seen to beat Alabama. So it's. For as a as a Clemson guy, it's frustrating in some ways because, I mean, <laughs> what else do they have to do? Beside, if you take out, if you take out that close game, I mean, they still won. They still yeah. won. If you take out that close game, Clemson. <laughs> Should still be number one. They they cannot. They don't control their schedule. Nobody controls their schedule except for their ACC. They just happen to be in the ACC. There's nobody can say anything about that. But the past four games that Clemson has played, they have beat teams by a hundred and sixty three points. Mm-hmm. That's that's Clemson. The last four games, and so they're they're playing their best football right now. And they're if they went out, they're guaranteed a spot. So I don't think Clemson fans has a lot to worry about right now because of there's so much that can happen in the top four. You know, it it's kind of like Alabama can be a two loss team and they would be out because let's say if they lose to LSU and they lose to Georgia, or Florida, yep, in the SEC yeah. championship, yeah. So it's still a lot. It's still really early and. um so it's still hard to make predictions on the end. What's going to happen? I, I I don't know. I don't have a clue of what's going to happen this weekend. So no, nobody should be worried. Nobody should be settled. If you're an Ohio State fan, don't don't get too comfortable up there because I mean, if, they went, the, if they went out, they're yeah, sitting pretty, uh, they'll, they'll sit pretty. But um, but I don't think I don't think that Justin Fields has played the best defense like a Alabama or like a. Uh, LSU doesn't ever have the best defense. I mean, Alabama but, doesn't have like the highest. Yeah, defense I mean, this Clemson year. has a very, very good offense, a uh, defense. So, uh, I think it's going to be really, really exciting to see. I mean, yeah, there, I mean, 
like like you said, it's really early in the year. There's still a bunch of football to be played. And I mean, if you're looking at these upcoming games, there's these in these last uh, three weeks, in the last three or four weeks, there's a bunch of games that have severe implications here. I mean, you have Oregon right now sitting at the uh, number seven spot, and Utah as well is in the, is up there in the top the top ten in these rankings as well. And those two teams are gonna meet in the Pac-12 championship, and the winner of that could potentially somewhat inch their way into that top four or five consideration giving uh alabama lsu penn state or ohio state loss these upcoming weeks when they all when all four of those teams play together as well another interesting team to look at is sitting back in in the 15 20 range is minnesota they are eight no right now and they completely control their own destiny for the college football playoff too minnesota is someone's no one talked about but you gotta think here right minnesota is they're right now sitting at number 13 and they have a shot to run the table as an undefeated big 10 champs because they have to go through penn state this weekend they can beat penn state they're getting in the top 10 minnesota does play penn state yeah they play okay. Penn State, and then you got to go, and then they're going to have to go up against Ohio State at some point as well. So, uh, you look at that; they are always an option too. And similar to them, Georgia as well. Georgia can run the table as well, win the SEC, and if Georgia can win the SEC, they're going to go in as well. Yeah, that means they're going to. They it. might. I mean, well, I mean, if you look at if they win yeah, the SEC, if, if, that means, if Alabama is out, that means you know? out. Well, Alabama or LSU, they yeah. play the winner of that because the winner of the Alabama LSU game is most likely going to the SEC yeah. championship mm-hmm. as the SEC West competitor. And, and let's if, let's just say this. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that SEC committee, if you will, has got a very tough decision whenever it comes to decision time for the SEC championship. Well, no, it's, they just they just pick the winner of the thing, whoever whoever leads in their division. But you still want the best teams, and even though if it's a really close game, you still want the best team. So I, I think it's going to be a really really tough uh, tough uh, decision. I think whoever wins between Alabama and LSU is going to go to the is going to go to the SEC championship against Florida or Georgia. Whoever whoever ends up topping out the SEC East in that regard. If Georgia can win out, they will be the ones at the top because Georgia did beat Florida earlier in the year. So if Georgia wins the whole thing, they're gonna they're gonna have one loss. Alabama's gonna have one loss, and LSU's gonna have one loss at the minimum if one of those teams yeah. lose again. But if if Georgia wins that, Georgia I think would be favored as the SEC champs beating out a team that beating out potentially an Alabama team or an LSU team that beat the other one. So Georgia has a still a reputable chance in that. As and like we no, said, Clemson, yeah. Clemson if they went out, they're obviously in yeah. just by the process of elimination. But uh, definitely Ohio State and Penn State, I think right now are the biggest threats to losing. Because I mean, if one of those teams lose, then they have to they have to somehow come back and win when their conference have a chance. Alabama and LSU again, like the, like I just said, they'll have the same thing. They lose, they have to win their conference to potentially get get right back into the college football playoff. No doubt. So we were talking about Alabama and LSU. Well, the time has come. They play Saturday. Reports have said that Tua is expected to return on Saturday versus LSU. So, how does this help that Alabama team? Obviously, Tua is going to be fragile. I mean, he's not going to be 100% because he's hurt. But they need him to play. They need him to play very, very good in order to beat this LSU team. If he doesn't play good, I don't think Alabama has a shot. I think they have a shot with Mac Jones, but, you know, Tua has to play very good football. He's got to come back from this injury and he's got to he's got to be on his game because Alabama's I mean LSU's defense is not the best 
they're okay. But they're going. It's going to be a high scoring game, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Both defenses haven't really shown too, yeah. too much this year, so this is definitely so, going to be a shootout game. So that's been a very very big report, and that Tua is expected to return, and so that's always good news for the Alabama fans. Probably uh, LSU is not so excited about that game. Oh no, um, definitely less excited with Tua not, coming back. Yeah. But. I mean, LSU is coming into this game as confident as anyone, really. I mean, they have three wins inside the top ten at the times of those victories because obviously Texas has fallen out of the top ten. Then they also have victories against Florida. So they ha- they have the confidence, and they-, they are rolling coming into this game. So I think LSU and Joe Burrow and that offense, they definitely have a feeling that they have a shot at this game. I mean, right now ESPN's uh, Football Power Index has the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's a 72% chance to win this game. And, yes, it is in, uh, it's in Tuscaloosa, so there is definitely the home field advantage for Alabama. So that is why there's such a great, uh, great uh, 72% chance for Alabama to win. That is, that is very big, especially versus a, a, three, a th- current three-seed in the college football – or a two-seed in the college football playoff. My bad. But um, this game is definitely going to be a shootout. And I think the key to this game is Tua's performance coming off this injury. We don't know if he's 100% yet, but – uh, LSU does not have the best pass rush and defensive line out there. So that's that's a definite, definite good sign for Alabama because if LSU cannot get the pressure on Tua, it's going to allow Tua to sit in the pocket or take a little bit of time, not have to rush and be as mobile as he might have to be, and that can definitely aid in that injury he has. And it will it'll just allow the Alabama offense with those great receivers and Jerry Judy as well to get plays done quickly and relieve some pressure off of Tua and his injury. Because that, that needs to be some of the main focus in this game for LSU is to get Tua under pressure because he is definitely not going to be 100% coming into this game, especially with all the reports saying he might have he's, – he's, wasn't 100% totally. They weren't sure if he's going to play in this game, but now they're saying that he's going to play. So obviously he's not at 100%. So that needs to be LSU's main goal is to get pressure on him. Yeah. Um Alabama has to play good. LSU has to play good. And I think this is probably going to be one of the best games that we're going to see all year. I think better than the national championship, better than the playoffs. I think this game right here is definitely uh, going to be a very, very good game. Now let's we're going to switch topics a little bit. We're going to shift to a, a little bit, a very, very sad um, an event that happened. Uh, I think it was yesterday or so. Najee Flowers, a red shirt junior from Los Angeles. He was 21 years old. He played defensive end at New Mexico. It he has been announced dead. This is came this came from the head coach Bob Davy. Earlier this morning, we were made aware of the tragic loss of Najee Flowers. Our entire football team and everyone who knew Najee are devastated by this loss. Najee was a wonderful person and a great teammate. Our entire Lobo football family mourns his passing, and our prayers go out to his family. So that's what head coach Bob Davey said from his uh, New Mexico um, football player. Uh, the 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 reason of death has been uh, unannounced, so no one really knows what happened. But uh, we we definitely send our thoughts and prayers to that family and to that football team in that city and that state. So uh, I definitely send my thoughts and prayers to that family. And um, uh, I know it's tough. It's tough losing someone that's so dear to your heart. So um I know, I know it's gonna. I know it's tough, but uh, it's definitely gonna get better. 
So uh, that's a very, very sad thing about college football. And um, hopefully everything's okay with that family and football team and that college and university. So we're going to jump on down the list. We're going to head down to good old Tallahassee, Florida. Florida State University has fired Willie Taggart. And a report has came in that Lane Kiffin is interested in the job. I knew he's going to get back to a big one, a uh, big school. But a lot of people have been excited for that moment. And a lot of Florida State fans, um, everything about that, Florida State as um Definitely excited. Everything about Florida oh, yeah. State is excited. They've, they've Willie Taggart is gone, and uh, they want somebody fresh because they have been terrible, 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 terrible. There's not a better word to describe it. He's been nine and twelve over the past two seasons, which is really a season and a half because he obviously got fired midseason after their loss to Miami. But I mean, you're telling me you're telling me that Florida State wanted Florida State fans and all of them. They wanted him gone. Uh, per ESPN's Mark. Uh, Schlabach, the FSU raised twenty million dollars to buy out their contract, buy out Taggart's contract, like via private donations. So people were yeah. donating money to. I Florida think they had State. a GoFundMe. That's right. Yeah, I think they, they, had they a... were donating. They would donate twenty million dollars to buy out his contract, and it was an eight million dollar buyout. Yeah. So I mean, you, you're tell, <laughs> does that, you does tell that me, give you a perspective? You tell me that if a team wants someone gone, they'll make it happen. They're going to make it happen. Like the biggest thing that gets people fired is people wanting them fired. If the fans want a coach gone, and they rally for it. That's going to happen. And that's what happened here at Florida State. You know, I also heard from a fan at my church back in my hometown. He said he said that fans were going in the middle of the, of the night putting signs in Willie Taggart's front yard. I suppose he bought it like a new house or something. And they put it in his front yard saying, leave, like get out of here. That, like we kinda, don't want you. That's cool. And so I that it's – I, I know, I know. But, I mean, that just goes to show you how desperate this Florida State team is a very good Florida State team, or were. And so they want to get back to those they want, they want the good, they want the competitiveness, and uh, they want to be in the question. They want to be in the conversation in the top 25, and they've been long gone for a while. So it's time for Florida State to get back and um, – uh, reporting that Lane Kiffin uh, wants the job that that makes me sad. I'm a, you know, Lane Kiffin has had his uh, moments. He's definitely had his moments, but I think he's a great coach. Set aside his personal um, personal life, but as a coach, the guy can coach flat out coach. So I think that'd be a great fit for Lane Kiffin or um, whoever uh, might step in. But Florida State's a great football team. They need to rebuild and take it slow and. Um, play football like they used to playing whenever Jameis was there mm-hmm. and uh, Jimbo. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to listen to a song, and then we're going to come back and talk about NFL. A lot of craziness happened in the NFL. A lot of upsets, a lot of unexpectedness, and um, we're going to talk about all of that whenever we get come back. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see Hello you Hello, and welcome shortly. back to Off the Bench. We have been talking about college football a lot lately, but now we're going to jump into NFL. NFL has had some crazy up, 
headlines and a lot of upsets. Tom Brady and the Patriots lose. No one saw that one coming. The Baltimore Ravens took a beating to that defense and no one saw that the Patriots losing. So a lot of craziness happening and along the NFL and uh, football in general. Yeah, I mean, Patriots Patriots get back. Uh, they get into their harder schedule and immediately end up with a loss. So we'll have to see where that goes, really. Uh, San Francisco won this Thursday night. So they are the last undefeated team in the NFL. They beat the Cardinals this Thursday night. And uh, Jimmy G played amazing. Uh, you were saying last week how you wanted uh, Kyle Shanahan to give Jimmy Garoppolo the reins a bit, let him go a bit. And uh, they let him go. They're, the offense was stalling a bit, and they asked Jimmy G, hey, you need to win this game for us. He went for 317 and four touchdowns. That's so, by far one of his best, best performances of his young career so far. So that was certainly an exciting game to watch. But the most important game is definitely this Patriots-Ravens game that happened last Sunday night. Um, I, think, I think personally a lot of us, me included, I think we hyped up the Patriots a bit too much. Uh, I mean, if you see our Instagram, we had a bunch of quotes about how strong this Patriots defense was, and this Ravens team kind of exposed them a bit. Uh, that rushing attack is something that a lot of NFL teams have never seen before, and the Patriots did not really have an answer to it. The Ravens, I mean, simply put, they the Ravens, you look at the score, the Raven, not even just the score, but if you watch that game, the Ravens really dominated that football game, and the Patriots didn't really have an answer for it at all. Well... We're talking about Tom Brady here. I don't care how many games he loses from this point on. He's still the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I mean, and I think, I think they all lose. You, They lose every single year. Yeah. They, they're always going to have a day off because we're talking about the NFL here. They don't have anything on the line. All they care about is getting their paychecks. I mean, if we're kind of thinking eh, about, it, I, no, and, no, no players, and uh, and so they're they're going to be okay. Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and this defense is going to be okay. I promise you, they're going to be okay. They're still going to make it to the Super Bowl. They're still the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Just because they lost the game doesn't mean they're not the best team. And so they they had a bad day. Uh, everybody knows they had a bad day, and they're going to come back next Sunday, and they're going to play lights out like they have been all year long. They're okay. They're they're not hurting by any means. The offense played okay. They didn't play as great as it has been, but they're going to be okay. I promise you that. The, the Patriots offense and Tom Brady is going to be okay. They're going to come back. They still got some tests up coming up. But they'll make the playoffs, and they always play so good in the playoffs. Last year, they weren't even predicted to get to the Super Bowl. And so they they always make a deep run in the playoffs. They play very, very well. They know what's at at stake. And so this is the chance for Tom Brady to show who he is and show how good he is um, through this offense. So I think that – the Patriots are just, just fine. I mean, this game this game really was never about people seeing w- how bad the Patriots were. This game was mostly about what the Ravens as a football team were. And the Ravens are really one of the few teams in, this, in the NFL right now that have a complete identity 
of it have a complete identity to their offense and defense the Ravens identity is they are going to go to a team and they're going to run the ball down your throats they're going to play a hard-hitting defense and they're going to d- completely dominate all sides of the ball against the team and that is what they did against the Patriots and I think this game was more or less what are the Ravens and right now I think what this game proves is that the Ravens Ravens are considerable Super Bowl contenders at this point in the season they are the two seed in the AFC behind obviously the Patriots but the Ravens have a chance to do this. You look at the Ravens, they went to Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. They went, they faced Tom Brady, and they dominated Tom Brady and the Patriots and won that. So you look at those two teams, the Chiefs and the Patriots, who were clear AFC favorites coming in this year, and the Ravens have knocked the crap out of both of them. So I think the Ravens definitely have a legit shot at the Super Bowl, and they they'll not, they'll have to go through the Chiefs or the Patriots at some point. They'll have to play one of them in the playoffs, and bearing something crazy happens. And I think they still they have a good shot at winning this. Um, this game was this game was about showing who the Ravens were and showing how Jim Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the league. He, if you didn't know, he's ten and two off bye weeks. So the fact that I didn't bet against the Patriots last week, I was kind of I, I, looking back. I, I was think or betting against the Ravens. I'm sorry. I was kind of thinking of it. I did say on our game picks last week if I did get the spread, I would have bet against. I would have bet for the Ravens, but we obviously don't play spread here. But I mean, this Ravens team is legit, and this Patriots team they are still one of the best teams in the league. I never doubted that. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are still. The I best. think they are the best team in the league. <laughs> well, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick <laughs> are still the best uh, quarterback coach combo in the league. But I mean this. Like you said last year, the Patriots didn't look like a Super Bowl team last year, and this year they really don't either. I mean, you look at this team, yes, they have a really good defense, but again, they played some cupcake teams coming into the year, so those those measures may have been skewed a little bit, and we, we touched on that in last week's episode. But, I mean, that kind of showed this game. They let up 37 points against the Ravens this week, or last week. So, I mean, this this Patriots team, if you look at it, like really the offensive side, they have, they're not a Super Bowl team. Super Bowl teams have great vertical passing. A bunch of teams have had that. Patriots have no deep ball threat whatsoever. They had Antonio Brown early in the year. He's gone. Josh Gordon's gone. He's with the Seahawks. Demarius Thomas, gone. So they have no vertical passing attack whatsoever. Uh, Brady's older right now. I mean, you, that's been an argument for years, whether he's retiring or not eventually. But he every year he's getting older. Uh, Gronk got retired. They don't even acknowledge the tight end position anymore. And those positions are key to Super Bowl teams. Uh, and another another big fact, they have no elite pass rusher, really. Their defense is phenomenal, but they don't have a single guy that you, have to re- that you can rely on and say, hey, here's a big play, go get a sack for us. They don't have any of that. And not even to mention, one of the things the Patriots have been great on the past two decades has been their kicker. They're on their third-string kicker right now. So the fact that they have all these issues, it just shows they're not the Super Bowl-caliber team that everyone thinks they are, but... Having Brady and Belichick, they still have a chance. The Patriots are really good with things behind the scenes. They're good at coaching. They're good at offensive line coaching. They're good at scheming and all that. So the Patriots always have a shot. They always have a shot. We always know. As long as Brady is at the helm and Belichick is the coach, they will have a shot. But as for the best team in the AFC right now, they are definitely looking at some competition with the Ravens. Well, the Patriots picked up a great great wide receiver in Muhammad Sanu. Mm. Muhammad Sanu is a fantastic receiver. He is not in the system yet. He, Tom Brady said it takes him about a month, a player about a month to become comfortable and to really be in the system of Bill Belichick. And so I'll wait until Muhammad Sanu 
gets to that month. And we're going to see how good this Patriots offense is. The defense is still good. They... Sean Lee, no, not Sean Lee. Lee No, no, no. no. (laughs) This defense is very, very, very good. They've played not spectacular offenses. Ravens has probably one of the best, not the best. They've got one of the best offenses in the country, in NFL. So that's why... It's so hard to contain a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, and then you get a running back like Mark Ingram, and it's so hard to play against a dual-threat quarterback. And so they, they, they're they not used to that yet, and um, the Patriots' defense is just fine, and they're definitely going to have a shot. They, I, I'll never take them out of, oh, yeah, of the um, Super Bowl contention. Yeah. Ravens, Ravens right now, uh, they have the second-best the second best off- second best offense per yards per game in the league right now. So definitely the definitely the best offense that the Patriots could have faced. The only one team has a better offense the Patriots could have faced yards per game wise. So definitely a thing to look at for there. But I mean, the Ravens are now I consider the Ravens contenders. We're going to go into this these next couple of weeks and really see what's going to happen out of this. The Ravens can continue to go. The Patriots are getting a tougher schedule. So we'll see how this all ends up. But we talk about the Patriots kind of are they who we thought and this is similar to another team right now in the NFL and that is the Green Bay Packers they looked elite they were killing it this whole season dominated the Cowboys dominated uh all these other teams but they just lost in an ugly ugly game to the San Diego San Diego Chargers the Los Angeles Chargers they lost 26 to 11 in just an embarrassing game really and I just like just how much do you think the Packers regressed coming after this game? Because I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 161 passing yards. Aaron Jones, who is one of their most elite offensive players, he had 30 yards total on eight carries. So, Jameson, how do you feel about the Green Bay Packers after seeing this game? You know, you always see it. It's just the NFL. They're gonna ha- take a day off. It's. It's just the NFL. Somebody's going to play really, really good one day, and somebody's not. And so you just never know with the NFL. It's it's how the business works. It's it's just so tough to watch the NFL sometimes. That's why I'm a huge college fan because it's hard to watch because these players sometimes they just don't care, and they just they just don't always uh, bring their best effort. But I'm I'm not worried about the Packers either. Um, they're, they're obviously the Chargers are not better than the Packers. I, I don't believe. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, yeah. and so it's just it's players taking days off, injuries, and they just try to do too much with teams you don't want to do do it with. And so I'm not worried about them either. They're a great, great football team still. And so they, they just want to take a day off. That I, it's it's the NFL. I don't, I don't think I mean, that's I, not the right way to put it. But I don't know how to put it a different way. But that's the NFL for you. Well, I mean, I'm obviously I'm a way bigger NFL fan than college football, and that's just because I just happen to like follow the NFL better. I think both 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 programs are amazing. But I mean, I'll disagree with you on the fact I don't think NFL players just taking a day off because they want a paycheck. That's just 
I mean, there might be some really, really shallow people. Antonio Brown comes to mind. There are some really shallow players that will do that. But for for 99.9% of all NFL players, that's not the case. The NFL is where they want to be. That's where they want to thrive. That's how they play. They want to play the best of their ability every week. They want to win the Super Bowl, win MVPs, do all of that. So I don't think there's even a question about people just playing for paychecks in the NFL. But... You're right about the fact that it is the NFL. Everybody in the NFL loses. And I've I've seen some things online about how the Packers are regressing. Should they even be favored in the NFC North anymore behind the Vikings? <laughs> which I think is still ridiculous. The Packers are still one of the best teams in the, in the NFL. And like you said, the NFL, it's not that they're taking days off. It, that's not the case at all. The Packers did not take a day off yesterday on purpose. But what it looked like was... Yesterday. The, yesterday. Not yesterday, this weekend. Oh, okay, you know what okay. I mean. Oh, the Packers looked like... They just didn't know what to do. The Chargers beat them in the same way the Eagles beat them, which are which have been the Packers who lost. And that is that the Chargers and Eagles went straight for their throats and just hit them in the mouth. And the Packers didn't want any part of that game. They they were like, they just did not know what to do when they attacked them directly. Uh, the o- offensive line for the Green Bay Packers was manhandled. The defensive line really didn't do much to attack Philip Rivers and a Philip Rivers and a. A Chargers offense that's given away 13 total turnovers this year, ninth worst in the NFL when it comes to turnover di- differential. So, in the NFL, everybody, everybody in the NFL is going to lose a game. No one goes undefeated except for that Dolphins team back in the 70s. So, everyone's most for sure bound to lose, and it's not that a team loses really. Everyone's going to lose. It's about how those team loses, and the way this Green Bay Packers team lost was just. It just didn't seem like they knew what to do once the Chargers kind of just stuck it to them. They just didn't know what to do. I mean, when your highest passer is Alan Lazard, who most people have never heard of, he had three catches for 44 yards. That shows how your offense just stalled. They didn't know what to do. And so the Green Bay Packers are going to have to rebound, but obviously they, it was that was not the place they wanted to be in. But I think my main point to say here is that, like you said, everybody in the NFL loses, and people, just, people in the NFL – Separate from college, they don't judge losses as hard as college football. I mean, you lose once in college football, like we've talked about, you're you have a good shot of not even making the college football playoff. Whereas in the NFL, the Patriots could go up and lose to the Buccaneers, and really, at least in my mind, it's not that big of a deal because everyone loses. The NFL is full of pro players; they all are professionals. They know what to do. So it's not like there's there's not a, there's cupcake teams in the NFL, but there's not really cupcakes. Like we, this debate was a couple of years ago. The best team in college football would lose to an, the worst team in the NFL by a long shot. The Miami Dolphins would crush Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. So that's that's really on that. There's teams struggling. But there's one more team that I believe is struggling hard. And I wanted to get into this last week except we had a furious debate last week about the Packers and the 49ers. But I, wanted, I want to make a point here about the Chicago Bears and Matt Nagy and that coaching staff to just get their act together. Um Mitch Trubisky was a great quarterback last year. He was third in the third in the league in QBR last year, and this year they are just not playing to their strengths. I was disappointed in the Bears come to trade deadline because I really thought they were going to make a move with Mitch Trubisky and try to get something out of this offense that honestly has a lot of playmakers. You have Tariq Cohen and the rookie David Montgomery on that running back staff, and they can make plays as well as Allen Robinson out in the out in the secondary running routes. He can make some plays. He's been really good. In that, in that receiving group all year, the main thing holding back the Bears right now is Mitch Trubisky, and I, was, I really wanted them to make a trade back at the trade deadline. Make a, I heard cases for Andy Dalton making them a trade between the Bengals. I think that would have worked really well for both teams, um, and I'd get into that, but we are slightly running out of time here. But Trubisky was 10-21, to 125 yards last week. The Bears are on a four-game losing streak. 
the coaching staff just does not know how to tap into Mitch Trubisky's skill set, if he even has one. So don't be surprised here if the Bears make a uh, make make some kind of move at quarterback this offseason or this draft because Mitch Trubisky is uh, coming up on his rookie contract uh, extension, and right now I don't think they're going to take it. Well, I think it is time for Mitchell Trubisky to take a seat. I think there's a nice bench on the sidelines that has been calling his name for quite a while. Um, whenever he was drafted, I I was like, whoa, why is he getting picked so early? And so I think it is time for him to go, and it's time for him to take a step back. And I don't, I don't think his destiny is with the Chargers or <laughs> Bears, I'm sorry, Chicago Bears. I don't think that's where he is. I think they pushed him so early to be this Hall of Famer quarterback. He doesn't know how to handle it. And so I think he needs to take a step back. He needs to sit behind a quarterback and watch. You know, maybe sit behind Tom Brady or sit behind a good quarterback. You know, Daniel Jones, he sat behind Eli Manning. He didn't sit behind him long, but he still sat behind him. He watched. And I think that's very, very good for especially the quarterback position to watch because it's so prestigious. It is so hard to be a great quarterback because you have to know every single route, every single play, what every single player is doing on the field. You have to know what you are doing and 10 other players, everybody at the exact same time, what they're doing. And so I think they pushed Mitchell Trubisky way too early, and I think it's time for him to to watch. I think he needs to do a completely transformation and just to learn from a better quarterback because he's not learning from anybody. There's nobody to learn from. And so I think the Chicago Bears just really, really hurt him um, in the aspect of he, he now thinks that he's the best because that's all he's got. Um, he's got nothing to nobody to lean on. You got a I don't even know who the backup. Who's the Chase Daniel? Okay, so, uh, whoever. Yeah. Um, so it's it, I think it's time for him to get it, make a trade, or he needs to get in with to a good system with a good coach. Uh, I don't think the Chicago Bears is his destiny, but it's time for him to take a seat and um, think about himself right now because his team's not helping him out. So I know they had a lot of high hopes this year but um mitchell is uh not their franchise quarterback well we are running low on time in the show so we are going to get into the nfl game picks at the end of the show which we always do and looking at the slate of games this week we have we have some pretty good games this week two two of them are especially interesting the sunday night game and the monday night game are huge matchups right now in the nfc so jameson i'm going to start with you we have five games this week uh, first game on the slate is the team we talked about today, and that is the L.A. Chargers against the Raiders. Who do you have in this game? I'm going to take the Raiders here. Uh, I think Derek Carr and um, John Gruden are going to play really good, and I think the Raiders are going to play really good here. Uh, they They beat the Lions last week, so this week, uh, they're going to take the Chargers, and they're going to beat them. All right, next game, Bills at Browns. I'm going to take the Browns here. 
you know, Freddie Kitchens, Baker Mayfield, OBJ, Jarvis Landry. They've got the talent. They just need to do some rebuilding here and get this team a win. They need a win. They need some confidence. And so they've got no confidence right now. So they need a win and they need to uh, beat the beat the Bills. I think they can beat them. Uh, Bills are okay. Uh, they're not the best. So um, I'm going to take the Browns here. All right. Third game of the week is Rams at Steelers. I'm going to take the Rams here. I'm going to take the Rams because the Rams are a good football team. I, I, I believe that. You know, they've, they've struggled in a couple games this year. But I'm going to take Jared Goff, Sean McVay, and Robert Woods. And Cooper Cup, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take them all. I'm gonna take this Rams defense. They've got a great defense, and so uh, I'm gonna go with the Rams here. I just don't really have a lot of confidence in the Steelers. Steelers are they're good. They're just not great. And Mason Rudolph is just not yet there. And so I'm gonna take the um, Rams. All right, uh, big game in Jerry World on Sunday night. We have the Minnesota Vikings at the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. Wow, he took yeah, the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Right. Um, you know, as much as I hate to say it, but the Cowboys, the Vikings are not. They're 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 struggling. They're really struggling this year. They, Kirk Cousins is take is taking them a lot to get going. Um, so this Vikings team is just not yet there. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Cowboys had a pretty good win over the Giants. Whether they how you analyze that game, but um, I think the Cowboys it's going to be a close game. I, I really do think so, but the Cowboys might snip it out. All right, and then last last game Monday night, huge game: the Seattle Seahawks at the undefeated San Francisco Forty ers I I've got no idea. <laughs> I I don't know who to take. Um, Seahawks is really good. Did they have they already played yet this year? No, they haven't. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, the The 49ers are good, but I think the 49ers are going to take their day off this coming Monday because, I mean, they're they're not going to go undefeated. Uh, so I think the Seahawks can do it to them. And so I'm going to take Russell Wilson and that uh, Seahawks offense over um, the 49ers. So I think that the 49ers is going to take their first L of the season. All right. All right, Hayden, for your picks, Chargers at Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders here. They had a great win against the Detroit Lions last week. And, again, I just think the uh, Josh Jacobs-Derek Carr combination is really doing well this week. Uh, Not this week, but this season. So the fact that they are crushing it right now, I think they're going to continue this win streak. Uh, They have a great offensive attack right now, so we're going to continue to go with the Raiders. I took them last week as well, so we're going to go with them again. So uh, next game, we have the Bills at Browns. And uh, you had the Browns, but I'm, I've picked the Browns twice this year, and I've been wrong both times. And this is probably the week where I'm going to be finally wrong about the Browns, but I'm going to go with the Bills this game. Uh, they got embarrassed by the Eagles a couple weeks ago, uh, but they, they definitely have a defense that I think can control the Cleveland Browns. So I'm going to stick with the Bills here and go with them. All right. St- Rams at the Steelers. Um, Rams are sitting right now at 5-3. and three. They're on the outside looking in when it comes to NFC playoff picture. And the Steelers, 
In fact, Mike Tomlin's done a great job with that team given the circumstances they've had, losing Le'Veon Bell and losing Antonio Brown and having their starting quarterback go down. They've won the last... They've won their last three games, and that fourth game being an overtime loss against the Ravens. So the Steelers are definitely coming in their own, and I'm going to go for the upset here and pick the Steelers to win this game at home. Vikings at the Cowboys. You already know what my answer is here. I can't bet against my Cowboys. Um, reason reason here, it's in, it is in Jerry World. Amari Cooper is dominant in there the past 16 games. He's that he's been with the Dallas Cowboys. Those games that he's played at Jerry World have been amazing. He looked for a big performance against with him, and primetime Kirk Cousins is a Kirk Cousins no one wants to be. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys here for a big win. And finally, but not least, Seahawks at the 49ers. Every team has their days off. Not an actual day off, like you said, but every team's going to have the loss in their season where you're like, where you look at it and you're like, what is going on? How'd you lose that game? But this week is not that week for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to stay with them to continue to be undefeated. I think it's going to be a close game, but Russell Wilson in the offense is really good. But the defense hasn't been that it hasn't been the it factor for them this year like it's been in the past. And I think that rushing attack the 49ers have should just control the time of possession and the clock in this game. And the 49ers should win a close one, I think, a close one. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Off the Bench here on XLR, Landing University Radio. Please be sure to follow, like us, retweet us, like us, comment us, direct message us, or anything on our social media platform. So if you want to talk about anything about sports on this show, um, we're gonna we can set that up and we can talk about that. So please please uh, like us on our social media at Off the Bench XLR. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it, and we love your feedback as well. So you've been listening to Off the Bench, and uh, as always. Stay in the game off the bench. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. London Stock Exchange Group is here to be your essential global markets infrastructure and data partner, where open isn't just a platform, but a philosophy, giving you the freedom to make your mark in the world. LSEG. Open makes more possible.